Hello and welcome to I Don't Know What I'm Talking About. It's episode 22. It's my lucky number. It's the number I have tattooed on my body. As far as openings to podcasts go, I think that's one of the most stupid ever. I didn't know what to say. I just I knew that I wanted to record today and I had nothing planned. And I know that this is, uh, this is episode 22. And I say that it's my lucky number. Obviously, we've talked about this before. Um, Sean doesn't believe in luck. Everything that happens is a coincidence and happens completely incidentally. Uh, that's that's my stance on life. Uh, Heather's not going to like hearing that because she's she's very much of the of the uh, of the belief that everything happens for a reason. So uh, we do like to we we do like to try and pretend that that's a real thing in this house, just to keep just to keep people happy. Hello, how are you? How's your week been? It's Friday again. I'm back to recording on a Friday. I think I mentioned in the last episode I recorded on the Saturday last week, which was nice. I'd had a nice sleep and I was feeling really good and I'd had some coffee and some sugar and I was on a little hyper train. Uh, Today, though, I am really, really tired. I've been up since four o'clock. Oh, and it's now four o'clock again. I've been up for 12 hours at this point. Uh, so it's, it's basically now four o'clock. I'm, I'm, I'm recording now on Friday afternoon. The sort of Friday pre previous to the recording. Why am I explaining this? Anyway, I'm tired. And realistically, I've had a, a pretty shit week. Um, which I'll get into in a minute. But first, I should have probably led with that. At the start, at the top of the episode, probably should have opened with something like, "Hello and welcome to I don't know what I'm talking about. I've had a really shit week this week." That will have that that, that will have dragged people into the episode better than you know people will have been more likely to listen if they're going, "Oh, why's he had a shit week?" Or, "Let's <laughs> hear how his week has been shit," rather than, "Oh, he likes the number twenty-two. But yeah, so before we go into the doom and gloom of it all. What I am going to do is follow up on a promise that I made in the last episode. Now, so, what I want to say is, I want to preface this by saying, Costa, whoever controls your website, whoever runs your website, has done you dirty. Because last week, on on the previous episode, when I was looking up your festive drinks, I incorrectly, can I just say, stated that you only have two drinks available. Four drinks, but only two flavours. That was the Sticky Toffee Latte, the Sticky Toffee Ice Latte, and the Maple Hazel Latte and the Maple Hazel Hot Chocolate. I've just been to Costa to to buy a coffee because I think I said on the last episode I was going to try a Maple Hazel Latte live on the pod and give my honest opinion on it. And driving through the drive-thru... I see the festive drinks menu, and they've got a full-on one, two, three, four, five, six, six whole festive drinks. Seven, actually, because on that list, they haven't even included the uh, the sticky toffee latte. 
So, what they have is they do have the sticky toffee latte. Oh, and they do have the roasted hazel latte and hot chocolate and blah, blah, blah. But they have Terry's chocolate orange hot chocolate. These are things I'm going to... What I'm going to do is I'm going to sporadically try all these on every episode for the next couple of weeks while it's on the run-up to Christmas. How do you feel about that? Maybe get some kind of... uh, some kind of sponsorship from Costa. I better be nice about their coffees. Anyway, Terry's chocolate orange hot chocolate. I love Terry's chocolate orange. If that doesn't taste right, I'm going to riot. Uh, and then there's another hot chocolate inspired by After Eight. I don't know how I feel about that. I can only assume that that's going to taste like mouth, like hot mouthwash. If you can imagine that. There you go. I've just ruined your day. Hot mouthwash. There you go. Make that back. I'll try that one day in the next couple of weeks uh, on the run up to Christmas. Uh, Black Forest and Cream Hot Chocolate. There's the Black Forest Gatto one I was looking for last week. It is still there. Costa, I I do apologise. You're not getting lazy. Some really good ideas on here. But whoever's running your website needs to update the website. Uh, and finally, the the drink that I'm going to be trying today, and I have stirred it, so I w- there won't be any surprises when I get to the bottom of the cup like last time, is the gingerbread and cream latte. So it's essentially like gingerbread and like a gin- little gingerbread person, liquidized, and going into my belly. If you want to envisage that, go ahead. Um, so I'm not going to waffle on too much more about this. I'm going to try it and I'm going to let you know exactly how it tastes to me, personally. Ten seconds later. Ooh, that's really nice. Um, I will be cutting out all of this drinking, by the way. You won't be hearing any of this. I'm, I'm, I, I imagine when you're listening to this on the podcast, it will sound like I'm not really drinking it. I am. I'm just going to cut that bit out because it sounds disgusting. I've got headphones on. It's not nice. This is, it's its almost gone. I'm really enjoying this coffee. It tastes exactly like gingerbread. It's, the cream gives it a nice richness. I will give that four and a half out of five stars. And my five stars is the, the sort of base baseline five is uh, honeycomb latte. I'm going to keep talking about it until it makes a comeback. Sort your shit out, Costa. Right then, uh, that's the that's the latte tried and tested. Uh, really nice gingerbread and cream latte. Try it if you like gingerbread. Uh, it does taste like gingerbread. Now, I've had a shit week, and I'll get this out of the way quickly, so we can dive into the episode properly and talk about things that we don't know we're going to be talking about yet. My head just has not been in it this week at work. And two instances come to mind because on Monday, basically, in case in case you don't know, in case this is the first time you're listening to this podcast and you haven't heard the previous episodes, I work for a company that builds ice cream vans. At, obviously, this time of year, n- no one is having ice cream from an ice cream van, so the ice cream vans tend to come to our work as and when they need repairs and stuff over the winter period. So we have lots of ice cream vans on site. Now, we can't just leave ice cream vans out and about uh, for insurance purposes. So we have to take them inside and put them inside the actual building so they are secured and locked away and um, nobody can get to them. 
Well, nobody could get to them anyway, but it, it's just an extra precaution we take. I was helping out, putting one of the ice cream vans away, and I hadn't realised that on the left-hand side of the of the body of the van was a canopy sticking out maybe two or three inches. I couldn't see it in the in the wing mirror because it was just too high. It was above the sort of view of the wing mirror. There was a, a very lovely BMW parked next to it and I had to come in at a weird angle to try and get in, to in through the door, but also miss the BMW. And I'd done all that, was concentrating, not hitting the BMW. Good, good, good. Looked in the wing mirror. Yep, I've cleared the door by an inch or so, but I'm I'm comfortable getting in there. It's going to be fine. It's all good. Lo and behold, I forget about the canopy. I can't see the canopy. The canopy is out of my view because it's above the view of the wing mirror. And I just hear this crunching, horrible crunching noise. And then I realise I've caught it on the door. Long story short, not really, long story. I got it parked up, but I did scrape the canopy a little bit. It was very easily fixed. We have a paint shop on site, someone sprayed it, it's been sorted, it's fine. And I was very honest as well, I went to the I went to the management and said, look, I did this. And they commended me for being honest, which was nice. But then last night, something very similar happened, but to a much bigger degree. Uh, it was the end of the shift, everyone's obviously excited to go home because you're tired at the end of a long day's work. And... My car was parked just ever so slightly too close to the car next to it. And the lady who uh, owned that car was waiting for me to pull out to then get into her car. So I got into my car, I started to reverse out, quite rushed, if I'm honest with you, just so I could let this lady, I won't say her name on here, just in case she doesn't want it saying on, on here. Um, and I looked in my rearview mirror, didn't see anything behind me, looked in my drive side wing mirror, there's a car just to my right, so I decided to swing it slightly left to then be able to drive diagonally into the space that I thought was empty, and I swung, and it was just, remember a second ago when I said there was a little crunch, just a crunching sound? This was an explosion of metal. It was so loud. People at the other end of the car park heard it and were like, what is going on? Thinking the bumper's going to be hanging off. Oh my God, he's written his car off. I was furious. I was embarrassed. I was terrified. I thought whoever owns this car that I've just hit is going to kill me. And I get out and I walk around the back and I promise this is the weirdest thing. All there was, was on his car, the tiniest little hairline fracture on the sort of grill of his car. And I was like, mate, I will pay for this. Let me know. I will pay. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to drive away and not tell you. My car was untouched. Untouched. I cannot believe how lucky I was in that situation. But then obviously I went into work this morning and people start referring to me as Crash Bandicoot and oh, don't get your car too close to Sean's. So yeah, I've had a bit of a shit week. But it's the weekend now, onwards and upwards, recording a new episode. Let's see what topics we're going to get today, shall we? 
Fencing. Oh, wow. Fencing is... Do you know what? Fencing, weirdly, is a sport that I have less than zero interest in, but I wouldn't mind trying it. Do you know what I mean? It's like squash. If it's on the telly, I'm turning the channel up, even if it's to something like Antiques Roadshow. I think the worst sport ever invented is cricket. Fencing is maybe worse than that. What am I talking about? Fencing is just something that I I have zero, like I said, I have ze- less than zero. I have like minus eight interest in it, but I still wouldn't mind giving it a go. Like I said, it's 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 a weird one. Because like, I love the Olympics. I'm very much a, I think like I said in the last episode, my attention span is uh, almost non-existent for a lot of things in life. And when it comes to sport, like, I love football, but I do not follow the Premier League or the or the football league, any league. But when, like, the World Cup or the Euros are on, I'm all over it. Because I know it's only for a short period of time. So it's very similar when, like, the Olympics come on. I love the Olympics, and I'll watch as many events as I can watch. You know, there are a handful that I have never watched and I will never have any interest in watching. Fencing is one of them. Most sort of, most martial arts, I think, you know, are up there for me as just no interest. I've zero interest in, but people can say, like, oh, you're watching the KSI and Fury fight tonight. I'm like, I, there are, there are no shits that I could give in this situation. I'll go to the toilet and try and find one for you if you want, but I, it's, it's not going to, like, I have no interest. Sorry. If you're into boxing, you're into fighting, you're into MMA, that's cool, it's good for you. But please don't assume that I'm also riding that train. I can't think of anything worse than sitting and watching two people punch each other for two hours or however long it goes on for. Too long. Two minutes is too long. Like I've said before, I don't like confrontation. Sitting and watching two people fight for an extended period of time is my idea of hell. Maybe that's why I'm not a big fan of fencing. It's just two people stabbing each other with swords. I always thought that, like, a cool Halloween costume would be, like, the fencing. Or, you know how, like, in serial killer movies, things like Scream and Halloween... And Friday the 13th. Stuff like that. The, the, the killer is in a very specific costume that hides their identity. I've always thought that, like, a killer in, like, a fencing costume would be, like, quite a cool concept. Because that is... It's a very ominous-looking costume, isn't it? Sorry, not costume. People who are into fencing are probably listening to this now being like, it's not a costume, it's a uniform. Or a kit. That's normally what you say, isn't it, when it's in, when it's to do with sport, like a football kit or a rugby kit. It's a fencing kit. But yeah, I thought that would be like quite a, like a creepy looking, and they they like come up with a. I'm gonna trademark this. If anyone comes up with the idea, if anyone makes a film about a, a, a serial killer who is also a fencer, who kills people by stabbing them with a fencing sword, that was my idea. I'm having that, and I'm taking your money. Where was I?
I was talking about fencing. I'd like to give it a go. In the same way that I'd like to give squash a go. Tell you what I wouldn't give a go. I think is absolute drivel. Um, the dressage. I uh, When it comes to the Olympics. Oh, I'm sorry. I love horses. I love horses. But don't make them dance. It's impressive. It is. Don't get me wrong. The, 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 you could get a horse to dance to music is is very clever but for a piece of entertainment uh for someone to 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 ask someone to sit and watch i say that it's impressive it's not even really dancing is it it's just trotting in time to music horses can already trot so half the job's already done isn't it like if you got a horse moonwalking or tap dancing, I suppose trotting is not too dissimilar to tap dancing. If you got if you got a horse flossing on the dressage, I'm I'm watching that. Sign me up, front row seats. But you know, it's like when it's like I'm a big fan of Strictly Come Dancing. And Leighton Williams is currently on Strictly Come Dancing, and Leighton Williams is a phenomenal dancer and He's been dancing for years and years and years. And I understand that ballroom is a very specific style of dance. And the, the type of dancing that you see on um, on Strictly is a very specific style of dance. And I get that it's different to what he knows. And people will sit there and say, oh, he can already dance. So he already knows how to do this. He doesn't know how to do that specific dance. I get that. But with someone like Leighton, and I'm only using him as an example because he is such a phenomenal dancer, and I mean no ill will to him, and I love watching him every Saturday night. The the, the thing is, is you get people like, I'm trying to think of like a previous winner, Hamza, who won last year, had never danced before. So when you get someone like that comes onto the show, the they have to be taught how to dance and then how to dance ballroom. Whereas with Leighton, he can already dance. So half the job is already done. You now just have to teach him ballroom. And again, I mean no ill will or ill thoughts towards Leighton. He's a phenomenal dancer, but Leighton can already dance. Let's be honest. For me this year, the winner is Ellie. Ellie and Vito. What a f***ing shite tangent that was. How did I get there from fencing? I was talking about... <laughs> That's how I got there. So I compared... I compared Leighton Williams to a horse. And for that I apologise, but I didn't mean it in the way that, I'm, that it may have come across. Leighton Williams is a dancer who can already dance. You now just have to teach him ballroom. Horses are horses that can already trot. You now just have to teach them to trot in time. That is dressage. So fencing. I don't know if my, um, my, my, my want to not watch fencing also comes from my want to not see people die. If that makes any sense. Like, obviously the fencing swords are not real swords. They wouldn't, they're not really that deadly, but... 
something in my head just has me saying like if I if I was to sit and watch fencing the one time that I decided to watch it would be the one time that that freak accident happened like I don't know somebody lunged forward too quickly the sword didn't bend in the correct in the way that it's designed to there was a design flaw in the in the fencing sword it snaps penetrates the fabric on the fencing kit and then i don't know someone bleeds out i don't know let's i've not said that to manifest it if this if that now happens off the back of me saying that i don't want anyone coming for me saying that because i said it it happened let's 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 lay that line down okay i really don't know what else to say fencing is a tough one if if the topic had been like boring olympic sports i could have gone a lot further i could probably just go a lot further now with that i could probably just run with that like that's a boring olympic sport what's an olympic sport that's boring what's an olympic sport that i won't watch rhythmic gymnastics rhythmic gymnastics would be more fun if it was performed in a fencing costume that's my opinion on that like robocop doing the rhythmic gym like with his little ribbons and the ball and the hoop and shit there's a an image you didn't need today robocop doing rhythmic gymnastics and on that note i'm going to close fencing there because i feel like i've gone off the rails next topic the topic is dolphins um Here's a fun fact. I don't know if you knew this. Wait, I might finish with this fun fact. I might try. Because it's it's a fact I find very fascinating. I, um... So I have a TikTok page. I think I've mentioned this before. I have a TikTok page and I share fun little facts on it. Um, facts that I... That I that facts that interest me and I think might interest other people... So I share them to be like, hey, I learnt this. Now, you know it as well. So, you know, I hope you appreciate it kind of thing. And some, I'm going to share with you before we get into dolphin chat some of my favourite facts that I've ever heard. Um, Cleopatra lived closer to the release of the iPhone than she did to the building of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Basically, I think... The Great Pyramid of Giza was built 2,400 years before Cleopatra was born. And after Cleopatra died, it was only 2,200 years until the iPhone came out. But those numbers might not be accurate because I'm just going from memory. I'm talking about memory, and this plays into, for me personally, into paranormal stuff. The, so the fact is, the fact I'm going to tell you is, when you remember something you don't actually remember the event itself. All you are remembering is the last time you remembered it. Sorry to go back onto the paranormal chat, but I think it's been a few weeks anyway. <laughs> when people say that they, you know, they have vivid memories of seeing ghosts as, uh, you know, when they were children. Oh, my grandmother, when I was a child, my grandmother would come and visit me at the... At the foot of my bed, I have vivid memories of this. 
Do you have vivid memories of this or was it a dream that you had as a child that you then misinterpreted as a, a real experience which then you remembered as an adult as a real experience because you only remembered the last time you remembered it? It's a little bit paradoxical, isn't it? The fear of long words is hippopotamonstrous escapodaliophobia. And if you suffer from hippopotamonstrous escapodaliophobia, you're not going to like this next one. The longest word in the English language that can be found in any UK dictionary is pneumono-ultra-microscopic silico-volcanoconiosis. You know how I talked in the last episode about me not being smart? But I am smart in certain ways. I'm good at remembering stupid things. I always think to myself, that who, who was it that came up with that? The fear of long words is hippopotamonstrous escapodaliophobia. Can you imagine being the doctor that has to tell a patient that they suffer from that? <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Jones. I'm afraid you've got hippopotamonstrous escapodaliophobia. What's the matter? Why are you crying? There was a reason I was going this way with dolphins, and I cannot remember why. Oh, yeah. So, the dolphins thing. I, I enjoy fun little quirky facts. And one fact that I do have that I that I it's I still don't hundred percent believe it, but it ha- but it's true. I'll ask Siri in a minute. Um, I've done that before. Let's bring that feature back, shall we? Um, so sloths, you know the things that hang out in trees and go really slowly and eat. I was going to say eucalyptus, but that's koalas. Anyway, like Sid from Ice Age and the thing from Zootopia that works in the in the like DVLA sloths can hold their breaths longer than dolphins can you you still don't believe that but it's true I'll ask Siri hey Siri mm-hmm. can sloths hold their breaths longer than dolphins sloths are better at holding their breath for a long time than dolphins the dolphin can hold its breath for around 10 minutes Whereas the sloth can for up to 40 minutes. There you go. Isn't that, isn't that insane? 40 minutes. I think it's, it must be something to do with how... Where am I going with this? It, it must be something to do with because, they, work, because they, they move so slowly and because they breathe so slowly, their blood oxygen levels are higher, which means they don't have to breathe for as long. Who knows? Who knows? Right, I do have a confession because I am not so strong an animal activist that I will join PETA and will go vegan or vegetarian. I've already talked about this before. I may try vegetarian in the new year for a, for a month, see how that goes, and then move forward. I, you know, I appreciate the efforts of people who want to do more for animals so obviously my stance on humans eating animals is as i've told you before humans are omnivores we biologically eat both meat and vegetables so my stance on killing animals for food currently stands at it's okay my stance on killing animals for any other reason be that hunt like sport hunting be that for entertainment uh be that for fashion 
or anything like that. Anything other than for food, I'm strongly against. And I have a very similar outlook on captivity, uh, and especially on uh, oceanic animals, animals that, that reside in the ocean. There, there is no... I could try and word this properly without sounding like a dick. There is no SeaWorld type attraction company in the world that can house aquatic animals in the habitat that they require. These animals are used to travelling in a completely open ocean and allowing them only a small, very small pool, huge to most humans, but tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny, for the animals is not acceptable. I do have to confess that uh, several years ago, I went to um, I went to Discovery Cove in Orlando, and I did uh, an experience where I swam with a dolphin. In the sort of grand scheme of things, uh, it was not an experience I. Well, it certainly is an experience I would do again, especially you know with 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 my views. My views have changed, obviously since the time. If I had the views that I have now at the time that I did this, then I wouldn't have done it. Quite simply, animals should should live where they are born. Obviously, there are exceptions to the rules um, when you look at like Animal Kingdom in Disney World. They for conservation and for repopulating animals, those kinds of things are essential. You know, there are certain animals that would have gone extinct years ago if it wasn't for zoos and uh, conservation centres and stuff like that, things like Animal Kingdom, there to vet them and rehabilitate them and to breed them they would have gone extinct years ago had those not been in place but having a place like SeaWorld with you know like the dolphin shows and the whale shows and the you know swimming with dolphin experiences they that that is not on and I can only apologize for the action that I took when I Made the decision when I made the decision to swim with a dolphin. My mind at the time wasn't where my mind is now, and like I said, I, I don't regret it. I don't believe in having regrets. I believe in having experiences, and then off the back of those experiences, making a call on what experiences you will have moving forward. If that makes sense, and swimming with dolphins is not an experience I will be having in my future. And just to finish, a group of flamingos is called a flamboyance, a group of crows is called a murder, and a group of owls is called a parliament. I can imagine you'd probably get more sense out of a group of owls as well than the people currently residing in the UK parliamentary positions. That's dolphins. Finito. Oh my word.
Pyramids. That was a tough one. Jeez Louise. What I do find, what I have found with this coffee, even though I've given it four out of, what did I say, four and a half out of five? It's really nice. It tastes beautiful. It doesn't have the same caffeine and sugar content as the one I had last week, so it really didn't push me forward in helping me talk this week. Maybe it's because, as well, I, I haven't recorded on a Saturday. I've recorded on a, sat- uh, on a Friday at the end of a long, horrible week at work. Apologies for a uh, bit of a sedate episode. We'll try and improve it for next week. Uh, what's what 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 feels quite sugary? <gasps> Terry's chocolate orange hot chocolate is what I will have on this week's episode. Why do I sound drunk? Is what I will have on next week's episode, which I am going to film. Why do I always say film? which I am going to record tomorrow. I'm just going to call it day there. Thanks for listening. If you've got any comments, questions, topics, suggestions, send them all over to don'tknowwhatpod at gmail.com. Click the Linktree link in the description if you want to follow me uh, on all my other adventures in life. Give me a five-star review and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Let's grow this community. And I'll see you next week when I could be talking about literally anything and let's hope it's better than fencing bye